This week on Allendale Market Talk, Greg and Mike had some fun with the corn limbo. How low can it go? Some of the focal points would have been the grain's superpowers, market formations, and the expert demand. We hope you enjoy this. Mike, let's talk about corn prices here today. We do have more things that we'll we'll get into as we get into this conversation, but corn prices have been a little depressed lately. Yeah, excluding the Tuesday market move, it's been pretty downward motion from uh, back in, when was that top, back in early July? July, yeah. yeah. And I think we're at that point of the year, the same, same thing happens uh, every year pretty much at this time, you know, barring those uh, those drought years. We're in corn limbo now. Everybody wants to know, how low can this market go? What's your thought? I think we can still take another break. I was looking back at these September WASD report day moves, and for corn, on average, it can move about 10 cents lower on the day, I think, every single year since 2010. I didn't really go any further back than 2010, but every year since then, it's moved negatively at least some point during the day. Uh, lowest day being two and three quarters of a cent, highest being about 18 cents. Well, that's just a, that's just a move on the the actual day of the report, correct? Right. Okay, so that doesn't take into account any backlash afterwards. So let's say, you know, similar to last year, we, we made our low, I think, uh, for December corn on September 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, seasonally, October 3rd is is when the, the, the low comes in uh, for this corn market. So you could have some more depressed pricing as we go forward, and I think a lot of it has to do with what the USDA is willing to concede on this uh, report or lack of concessions on this report. Will they make a change on yield? Um, and I, I've got to tell you, I am not, uh, I'm not uh, confident that the USDA is going to make many changes uh, on this report. And if they do, to be honest, I think it's going to be the, the, it'll be the exports that they change, and that's not going in the right direction. Right. Yeah. Something that else is interesting, just excluding our current situation, looking back at historicals, is. Usually you do make either the high or the low for the month around these WASDE reports. So far this month, the beginning of the month, it, it, we moved a little bit lower, excluding Tuesday, moved higher. Um, but it's usually either the day of the WASDE or one or two days afterwards, and I think that's pretty interesting, especially considering the fact that the September contract goes off the board the day following the WASDE report. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, one of the problems, and, uh, you know, as I mentioned, uh, the demand side of things, um, that could be the big issue going forward anyway. Mm-hmm. We had uh, here on Tuesday, we had some good, I guess I'd say demand, it was more good trade feelings uh, that came out with uh, mm-hmm. talking about uh, trade with uh, with Japan and, and talking about trade with uh, with China. But uh, one thing that we've seen here recently that kind of gets everybody a little bit hopeful is Mexico's back in the game. Mm-hmm. And even though we haven't signed that uh, USMCA uh, deal, they're coming back to the table and they're buying uh, corn, they're buying beans, bean meal and cake. So uh, that's something that uh, everybody's getting a little bit excited about. That Okay, maybe the demand is coming back now that we are getting closer to harvest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, men. Seasonally, it is the time of year that Mexico comes in here and buys a, a big bulk. I remember last year, I think it was October, if I remember correctly. It was just following the USMCA 
unofficial finalization, uh, but they came in here and bought it. If I remember correctly, about a million tons of corn. Yeah, they typically once or twice a year will come in with a big purchase, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's you know three quarters of a million to one to. 1.25 million something like that yeah uh and that's you know that's not something that we necessarily have in our back pocket that we know is going to come but when it hits it's 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 a big deal everybody gets excited about it and that's something that we have really been lacking this year is having consistent sales to some of our top our top customers right japan hasn't been there as as often uh Mexico, as you know, our top two corn buyers have not been there mm-hmm. uh, as frequently as we would hope. When you tack on some of the issues that we have with trade from uh, with other countries, namely China, that's a big deal when your when your top ag buyers are not uh, not in the market. And that's something we've seen in livestock, or I guess in the meats themselves, is that. If you take China out of the mix for pork this year, which they haven't been in the in the past few years anyway, we're way down on uh, on demand across the board. So it's not just a it's not just a corn and bean issue. It's a it's hitting us everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that we're starting to bring the prices down, we are getting those pickup sales. So hopefully, with prices suppressed to where they are, we finally get those bargain buyers coming in here, and we can see a little bit of change of story. But yeah, I mean. Over the last couple of months, those ADM news alerts have just kind of been very silent, and I don't really blame anyone for not coming to the table and buying it when we had 460 corn and the dollar was higher, and there wasn't a lot of factors to say, hey, come buy our ag. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely interesting. Something else I'd like to see is that Japan purchase finally come to the table. The two point five million or whatever it was, right? That uh, that they had talked about uh, back at the what G seven or something like that, mm-hmm. G eight. It would be nice to know some actual details behind it, besides just hey, we're going to buy this much. Well, what's the time period? Are you going to be buying it anytime soon? Yeah. The and the news story this uh, this afternoon was that uh, uh, you know Secretary uh, Purdue thought that possibly at the UN summit. Uh, uh, President Trump and and uh, President Abe of of Japan would have something to sign as far as a full on trade deal, uh, mm-hmm. not necessarily TPP, but just U.S. Japan, which that's a that's a big deal for us because without them really buying our our stuff, we're we're in a world of, uh, world of hurt. And you know, let's face it, anytime we tack on two and a half million tons of uh, of corn going anywhere. Yeah, we're going to definitely take that. Yeah. I mean, I don't gets it I, off our books. Yeah. I think that with this man issue, that's definitely something that's looked forward to. Uh, something that might be a hindrance is we did get USMCA signed about a year ago. So if we get this signed with Japan, if it actually goes through and gets finalized, that's going to be the big question. And I, just with everything, is whether or not we get the deal or not. Does it get finalized, mm-hmm. or does it just get backed up in the house? Right, and uh, so let's let's talk now about uh, some of these uh, agricultural superpowers out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh, for wheat, it's Russia. Russia is the uh, the big exporter. They're sending they're sending wheat all over the place, and and it's you know it's the main game in town mm-hmm. when it comes to. 
uh, other ag products, whether it's the meats or it's uh, beans, it's South America, namely Brazil. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see that uh, you know China's opening up uh, uh, ways to get in and get more. Uh, yeah, meat from Brazil. Bean products oh, that from Argentina. Yeah. So um, I think they're also opening the doors to ethanol over there. Yeah, which so. you know these are all these are all games that we play. You know, all these are, are you know little areas that we play in, and we're being eclipsed by some of these some of these other countries. Whether it's because of our our trade issues or just when it comes out flat price. Mm-hmm. So you know where where are we seeing other other countries come up as huge competition for us uh, out there are you are you seeing any other ones that are they're really hitting it uh, right now they're not necessarily overtaking us but they're going in that direction yeah so you saw i think it was the eu's number one or right up there for wheat exports as well you got ukraine that's up there uh, australia has bumped back just because of the drought they've had but if they get some good seasons behind them they export a ton of their crop um and another thing to be keeping an eye on is is all these countries that are getting investments from countries like China, where you got South America, Africa, Australia. China, like we were talking about with our beans earlier, trying to diversify where they're going to, besides just lumping them all in the basket of China. China seems to be doing the same thing, just in reverse, where they're diversifying their suppliers Mm -hmm. and investing in those countries and buying up area. So that's something to monitor is not just the countries themselves up in their production, but the foreign investment trying to diversify where they're getting from as well. Right. Well, that's the, I think the, the tough part uh, that we're seeing is, you know, we do have a lot of, uh, we're uh, in a battle on, on a lot of fronts right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and our prices to us, they look cheap, but, on the world stage, we're not there yet. Right. You know, when it comes to wheat, we're still not there. And, you know, EU, like you mentioned, EU's one of the top, uh, I think they're one of the top two or three producers overall for uh, for wheat. And, mm-hmm. you know, they continue to, uh, to, to gain a little bit of market share on uh, the export uh, side of things. Um, when it comes to, to corn, you know, and beans, that for that matter, we keep hearing about Argentina and Brazil increasing the area that they're planting every year. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's something that, you know, as we talked about last time, we've got to find a way to back off our production a little bit so that it goes back into the idea of not necessarily being all corn, all beans, all wheat. We need to find a way to diversify that, and whether it's on the – you know, dry bean side of things or, you know, vegetables or whatever it is, mm-hmm. we can find a way to be competitive in other markets than those three big ones. I mean, we're, you know, we're growing quite a bit of cotton now the last couple of years here. And we've seen with this, with these trade wars, that cotton is completely taking a massive hit. So that's something else. It's okay. Do we back off on cotton? Like we, we have, uh, in the past five years and mm-hmm. and go somewhere else is it going to be sweet potatoes in the in the southeast or or where are we going with that kind of thing yeah we need to definitely find a competitive advantage that we can grow with that you have all these countries focusing in on 
what they can and for so long we've been such a world superpower that we just grow whatever and we can export it because we're the number one now not so much and we're just losing our market share without really redeveloping our business plan here well, I think what uh, what we'll be looking at uh, as we go forward, probably when we talk next week, we will be talking about uh, kind of the fallout from this uh, USDA report. Hopefully, uh, as we move through uh, September here, we do get more information on, on trade because today was an exciting day. It's Tuesday uh, uh, before the USDA report. We had a lot of good information coming out that kind of gets everybody excited. Now, if we're playing the, you know, the boy who cried wolf thing again, we're going to see these markets back off again. Mm-hmm. But if these are legitimate stories that we're seeing uh, progress being made, we'll have quite a bit to talk about uh, going forward here. Yeah, it's pretty interesting because we got that upper end of the triangle coming up here, and it was established when we announced that uh, we were going to back off tariffs from China last month. So we ran up, just came short of it again today, on news that China said they're going to sweeten the deal by buying ag, but at this point, what does that what does that mean? We've heard it so many times, and they haven't came to full commitments. They say their data is lying. What are your thoughts on this announcement? Well, I think uh, I think it's it's what we need to hear mm-hmm. that maybe it shows they are getting to a point of damage in their own economy. Uh, that they are going to come back in and say, okay, yeah, we're we're reaching our we're reaching our breaking point, but maybe it is also that we are f- actually making some headway with these conversations. You know, we haven't met face to face in in a while, but these phone conversations, maybe they're actually doing something. I I think I mentioned it to a couple of customers last week. Was you know when they're talking about these things and they're they're getting more in depth about how they want to approach these these meetings and they're saying that they want to bring in you know the bank of china uh the head of the bank of china to discuss trade and market or or, uh currency manipulation Mm -hmm. it seems like we're getting a lot more specific which kind of to me is maybe we're getting somewhere we're not going to get a deal just yet but we're going in the right direction do you think it's possible that China is saying that they're sweeten the deal. They're going to buy U.S. ag products. They're going to do all this because these talks will be happening in October during the 70th anniversary of the People's Republic of China. And they want to make the Chinese side of things make make it look like they're progressing and they're trying and potentially backing off at the last second and say, well, the U.S. isn't coming to the table at all. Look at all of what we've done here in the last month. It could be a, it could be something like that. I mean, you know, everything becomes a little bit of propaganda, I guess, is the best way to put it, mm-hmm. is that they they want to make it look like they're strong in their, in their countrymen's eyes. There's, you know, Honor and pride are a huge, huge thing in in Asian culture, and that could be part of it. Is that they want to look strong when it comes into this uh, celebration, mm-hmm. and it's possible. Um, but you know, benefit of the doubt. Hopefully, it's it's you know, we're actually making some some headway on our side of things with them, so that it's not just them saying, "Oh, look at everything we're doing," you know. Right. So, if you guys want to reach out and ask us any questions, anything for the show, please feel free to call us 800-262-7538 
or allendale-inc.com. This week for Allendale Market Talk, Greg McBride and Mike Lung signing off. You guys have a great one.